where does your sense of adventure lie? Do you consider yourself an adventurous person, or are you more comfortable with a conservative nature? The National Library of Medicine and the National Center for Biotechnology Information reports 37% of Americans are decidedly risk-averse, and another 37% are moderately risk-averse, and another 15% say, say that they're moderately risk-seeking, and another 11% are decidedly seeking the thrill of taking a risk. There isn't a doubt in my mind, and I would refuse to hesitate to tell you if you spend more than 10 minutes with my friend Logan Lassor, you'll quickly discover that he lives life in the fast lane, and his sense of adventure is through the roof. He's a former motocross champion who now spends his days empowering entrepreneurs and business owners, along with your regular Joes, to unlock their maximum potential by building both their physical, mental, and psychological confidence. Lessor takes his competitive spirit from his time as a motocross champion to apply it to everyday life and every aspect that we encounter. It's all in an effort to help people push through adversity, eliminate the vices that are holding them back in their lives, and help them build a life that they're excited to wake up to each and every day. And Lazor, join me this week to tell me more. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. moment to welcome you uh, to the program and I'm super excited to learn about your life and business sports and everything in between my friend it's great to see you and thanks for giving me a few minutes my friend yeah for sure I'm ready let's jump into it absolutely my friend so I know that you have dedicated part of your life to being a, a national motocross champion yeah. You're a, business owner and an online coach, my friend. So I'm wondering if we can start our conversation by you telling me about your story and what makes you so fabulous. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I've been racing since I was like eight years old racing motocross, but I started riding at like the age of two. So super, super young. And then aside from that, I started my first business at the age of 15 and then uh, met 
a mentor and he ended up being my business partner later down the road. And at 17, I flew to South Africa to meet him for the first time in person and uh, work with him for a little while. So flew down there by myself. And then that was actually during the peak of COVID as well. So maybe not the smartest decision, but it was the best decision I ever made. And then uh, I go down to Cape Town, South Africa, a few times a year for like three months at a time, live down there, work down there. And because I can work online, so I get to work anywhere. And I just love it down there. So do that. And then I've gone back to the motocross. I've won upwards of probably like 15 uh, state championships here in Colorado and then also national championship and then placed very highly at some of the top races in the country. So, <laughs> yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Logan, I know that this is quite a major part of your life. So I'm wondering your thoughts on the value of a mentor and what it means for advancement in life, in your opinion? Yeah, no, I like the question. So when it comes to mentors and coaches, where I think the value is, is that you're cutting the timeline down because you can go out and I've always been a very individual person and your ego can get in the way where you're like, I can do it. I can figure it out on myself. I want to do it on my own, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, when it comes to a mentor and coach is that they've been there and done what you want to do, as long as you find the right mentor and coach. Um, so they can they can help you avoid the mistakes they already made and the time that they had to spend in order to make those mistakes and get to where they are. So instead of spending years and years figuring out figuring it out yourself, you can cut that timeline down dramatically by working with somebody who can just give you the straight line towards where you want to go. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Walter, one of the things that we uh, share in common is that we value uh, fitness, my friend. And yeah. uh, just before I sat down here, buddy, I uh, just put myself through a physiotherapy workout but because I was born with nice. uh, uh, spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. So it simply means that I, I don't have enough oxygen in in my legs to walk normally okay. so that so i value fitness more than most people because if i don't yeah. move my muscles and move around my muscles couldn't track and i know that fitness is a big part of your life so tell me yeah. why is it a big part of your own life and why do you think people should value fitness my friend yeah so First of all, I think that being able to look in the mirror and like what you see is huge for mindset, confidence, everything like being in shape. It's just I, I literally will look in the mirror and be like, I worked hard for that and I look good. Like I like that. Um, so that's one thing. And then aside from that, it's just fitness and going to the gym. It just gives you serious mental clarity. Like I go to the I wake up at 4 a.m. nearly every day and go to the gym at five. And the reason is because it, it helps me start the day with two wins. One, I'm getting up before 99% of people. And then two, I'm hitting, I'm doing the hardest thing in my day, which is going to the gym and doing a really difficult workout. Um, so those are two wins literally to start the day. And then aside from that, you can never leave the gym 
in a bad mood. Like, I don't think it's possible because you're just at an ultimate high. There's also blood oxidation, which is why when you first wake up in the morning, nobody can really jump out of bed, be excited and smiling because there's simply not enough oxygen in the blood. So when you go to the gym first thing in the morning, then you're getting that oxygen into your lungs, into the blood, into the body. So literally you're just bringing your state and elevating it to an ultimate high, which I mean, when I'm leaving the gym at 630 in the morning and I feel that way, I mean, it's hard to not have just a killer day after that. So that's a big thing. And I mean, I think gym is the foundation of everything or getting in shape, exercising. It's the foundation of everything. Mindset, your physical, um, physicality and confidence and everything. Because when you're going to the gym and getting in shape, one big thing going to the whole mindset is um, delayed gratification. Because when it comes to getting in shape, you can't just go to the gym one time. It doesn't matter how hard you worked out that day. You can't go once and then leave. And all of a sudden you've got a six pack and you're fit and you got muscles and everything like that. Like you have to go consistently for a very long time. And you have to actually be pushing yourself every time you go in order to get in shape and get the results you want. And that's it, like probably the hardest form of delayed gratification. So if you can do that, then you're just instilling delayed gratification into your mind, which can translate into pretty much all areas of life. So that's a massive one when it comes to mindset. And then overall, just confidence, like the way you look, feel everything. When you're in shape, everything is better. Yeah, I totally agree with you, buddy. And I know that from a business perspective, you help people sort of empower themselves to unlock their uh, yeah. maximum potential by building the best versions of themselves, both physically and mentally. So I'm wondering if you could talk to me about holding themselves accountable and eliminating vices, because I know that's important to you as well. So I'm wondering if you could tell me all about it. Yeah, so when it comes to like eliminating vices and everything, I think that is 100% or at least close to 100% a mindset thing. And it also ties into the accountability. And I think the foundation of it and making creating good habits, eliminating the bad ones, getting rid of vices, I think the foundation is the exercise and the gym and getting yourself in shape. Because one thing for me is that when somebody comes to me and they have a vice, whether it's smoking, drinking, vaping, whatever it is, the first thing that I would recommend to them is that they need to get in shape and they need to consistently be working out, exercising and pushing themselves. And that is because when you do that, the when you're at that ultimate high, like leaving the gym and you just pushed yourself and worked really hard, you look good and feel good. The last thing you want to do is go and do something that'll completely mess your body up, your mind, everything, which that's what those vices do. That's what drinking and vaping, smoking, doing all those things. That's what that does is it completes you. It completely messes you up mentally and physically. So after pushing yourself and elevating yourself up, the last thing that you're going to want to do is completely reverse that by doing one of those vices. So that's why I think that getting in, getting in shape, exercising, pushing yourself that way is the foundation and the starting point for it. And then aside from that, it's also instilling the daily habits that are going to keep you elevated and keep you growing every single day, which that's going to just naturally eliminate the vices most of the time. Because when you're doing those daily habits that are having you grow and pushing yourself and instilling that discipline, then that is going to allow you to see a better life 
which to be honest, all these vices, drinking, smoking, vaping, all of that, it's simply an escape from reality. Like that's what it is. And it is just giving you a different version of reality because you currently don't like your current actual version. Whereas if you're elevating your actual version of reality and how you look, feel everything, then you're not going to need that escape anymore. And that escape is all of a sudden going to look really, really bad to you because you know it's only going to set you back after you've been working so hard to elevate yourself and get better. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, look, well, out of personal curiosity and just because I, I'm sort of fascinated with your individual story, my friend, tell me, where does your sense of adventure come from? Because you seem to be yeah. a adventurous person so tell me where does your sense of adventure come from my friend yeah so it my parents just immediately threw me into the the ring with adventure in a good way um because i like i said i started riding dirt bikes at around the age of two if i'm not mistaken uh, i know that the i started skiing at the age of 18 months so not even two years old which is kind of crazy but uh but yeah so they just started me on adventurous things very very early on funny enough i technically started before i was even born because my mom actually did a national motocross race uh while pregnant with me so i was on a bike before i was even born but just they just threw me into the ring with that and after you do that for basically years and years and years and you're doing these very adventurous dangerous things that that you're pushing the limits every time you're doing it it just instills it in you so then it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse because it's a blessing because there there's no better way to live to me like i wouldn't want to live any other way i love doing adventurous things that push me and and are dangerous and and have that just you just feel so elevated while doing it but at the same time it makes it very difficult to do other things like normal things because you get bored very easily because you're so used to that just adrenaline rush that comes with doing all these crazy things so no it was it was just i was just thrown into it at a very early age grew up with it so then it just instilled it in me yeah fair enough my friend and through your uh travels and uh, motocross and i know that you're a you love to get stamps on your passport, my friend. So, because I, I know you're a, an, an international traveler. So, tell me, my friend, where are some of the more exciting places you've visited? And what would be your message to the young entrepreneurs? Because, as you said, you started your first business at the age of 15. So, tell me, where, where are some of the most exciting places you've traveled? And, your message to young entrepreneurs about uh, sustaining success. Yeah, so when it comes to traveling, I've traveled all over the the U.S. just for racing and everything like that. But the number one place that I've ever been to is Cape Town, South Africa. Just the most beautiful place I've ever been. The people there are so nice. The food is absolutely delicious. Like, I'm not going to lie, food in the U.S. doesn't even come close to Cape Town. Um, so it's so good there. And one thing I will say when it comes to travel is I think it was Jackie Chan who said it, but it's one of my favorite quotes with it is that your money will return, your time won't. So travel. And I also think that traveling and getting yourself out there and experiencing new places, new things, new people, new cultures, new all kinds of things 
it's going to open your eyes to a lot because when i went to south africa for the first time that opened my eyes to a lot of new things and that was one of the biggest mindset mindset and perspective shifts that i've ever had so i don't care what age you are i mean i left and went to south africa on my own at 17 um so that was definitely awful young and but regardless of how old someone is i think that they should travel as much as they possibly can and it'll just elevate them overall. And and when I say travel, I mean like traveling to very, very diverse places, such as um, overseas. Like instead of traveling from like Colorado to Utah or Colorado to California, I mean like traveling from the US to South Africa or Europe or wherever it is, because that is going to give you just, it's going to open your eyes. Because one thing I see and when I'm talking to a lot of like my family members and friends and just people who live here in the US, they don't know very much they're not very worldly like they don't really know much about other places around the world because even when i was going to south africa for the first time everybody who i knew they were like what are you going to eat down there like how's it going to be like do they have the technology that we do blah 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 and what was funny is that when i went to south africa they're more advanced in a lot of ways than we are which nobody would expect so it just opens your eyes to a lot of things and makes you a more worldly person, which I think is really, really important nowadays. But aside from that, when it comes to like running a sustainable business or or being able to push for the long term in business or whatever it is, I think the most important thing is understanding your why and the why behind why you're doing it, uh, which this came to me when I was in Cape Town or went to Cape Town for the first time last year, because when I first got there for like the first week, I genuinely kind of had a feeling of depression um, for a short period, just because I all of a sudden kind of was sitting there. I was waking up really early, working from my laptop, and I was in a place I'd never been before. My business partner at the time wasn't there for that first week. So I showed up just by myself. I was 18 by this point. I showed up by myself. I knew not a single person person there. I was more than 10,000 miles away from anybody I knew. And I was just, I came to this realization, like, why am I doing this? Why am I working so hard? I had left the world of racing motocross, which I had been in for basically my whole life. Like that was my life. And I had left my family, my friends, everybody. And I was kind of just sitting there like, why am I doing this? And the biggest thing I was scared of and terrified of was continuing down that path, which I think is a great path, obviously. But Continuing down that path and then five years later, having regrets and regretting giving up the motocross so early or regretting leaving my family and friends and not spending as much time with them anymore and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I just didn't want that to happen. And that's when I really dug into, I knew the what's, I knew what I wanted. Like I knew I wanted the money and potentially the fame and the supercars and the ability to travel and all these things, except what I didn't know was why I wanted to do all of that. And that's when I really dug into it and really figured out, okay, why am I doing this? Why is this actually worth it? Is it worth it? And then pretty much my whole year last year was really digging into that and figuring that out, which also led me to doing what I'm doing now, which is helping people on the mindset side of things. Cause yeah, I help them with fitness and getting in shape, getting ripped and everything, but that's just the foundation. Like that is the foundation of everything. The big thing for me is really mindset, eliminating your limiting beliefs, holding you back, getting rid of those vices that are honestly going to do nothing except potentially ruin your life. And that's what really led to it. But anyway, that's probably the one thing is really figuring out why 
you're doing what you're doing. And as long as you have a strong enough why, you're going to stick to it for the long term versus trying to versus focusing too much on the short term, like the the money and all those little things, because that's not going to motivate you for the long term. Yeah, absolutely. And my friend, I know Logan that that you're a risk taker, but I also believe that in life, if you're not willing to sort of push yourself outside of your comfort zone, you won't advance in life. So tell me about your philosophy about risk taking and the joy that it can bring to your life, because there can be positive benefits to taking risks. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. I, I am very, I have a very, very high risk tolerance. Like it's, it's a little bit ridiculous because when I went to Cape town for the like first or second time, I actually didn't really have any money at that time. And I had a credit card that had like a $13,000 limit and I was running my digital marketing agency and I was looking to grow, get more clients, all of that. So I flew to Cape Town literally on credit card debt. I didn't even have the money to go there. Uh, I literally flew there knowing, okay, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go all in. I'm not going to have any distractions. I'm just going to focus on building my business and I have to land clients. And I basically just put my my back against the wall um, and burned the boats. And I was like, I have to land clients or I literally can't afford this trip and can't afford to go where I'm going. And I it ended up working out. I got I landed my biggest client ever. And it ended up working totally cool. But that was definitely a big risk to take. And it I wouldn't say it was the smartest thing. Like I wouldn't recommend people do that. However, I definitely always recommend to go all in on plan A. I don't like the idea of plan B. But when it comes to risks, I think it's very, very important to take risks because my philosophy is you only have one life. Like you're only here once. You only have one chance at this. So why would you want to be stagnant? Why would you want to sit back and just and just go along for the ride? Like you might as well take risks because one day and it took me a long time for this to really click. So even the people listening, it might not click right away. But when you really think about it and it clicks, then you're like, Oh, wow. Like that makes sense. But the fact of the matter is that eventually we're all going to be gone. Like we're all going to be gone. We're all going to be six feet under at some point. And when we are, nothing will matter at that point. Nothing we will have done will matter. None of the money, all of that will be gone and we will be, will be gone. So if that's the case, you might as well take as many risks as you can while you're here, because once you're gone, none of it's going to matter anyway. The mistakes you make, they're not going to matter. The people who are giving you shit and are put trying to put you down, the haters, they're not going to matter. None of it's going to matter. So you might as well just give it your all and take the risks and potentially have massive rewards that come from it. I don't think you should be stagnant. Like I think being stagnant and just kind of going along for the ride and being a feather in the wind, that's not going to lead you anywhere to close to being joyful and fulfilled or anything like that. And I also think that's one of the top reasons for depression and people who are unhappy and all those things is that they let fear guide their life. Yeah, absolutely. And my friend, I know that you're a, a, a champion in motocross, but I'm also... Yeah. Curious as to what do you think and what's your de- definition of being a champion in life? So, what's your definition of being a life champion? 
I think everybody's definition is going to be different. It's important for them to figure out what that is. For me, I think being a champion at life is a daily process. And it's basically living in the moment, living today, and basically just trying to elevate yourself every single day, try to win every single day. And I think the way to do that is by at the end of every day, asking yourself one question, which is, am I better today? Am I better now than I was yesterday? And if the answer is yes, then that's a win for the day. And you are living the life of a champion. But if that's a no, then you lost that day. You're not necessarily a loser, but you need to look at it and be like, why did this happen? Why am I not better today? Why, what went wrong today? And how can I avoid that from happening tomorrow? So I think that being a champion at life, it's not an end point. It's not an end goal. It's not somewhere that you're eventually going to get to and then you've won. It's a daily pursuit of living a champion life. And I think it's just about winning every single day. And the way you win every single day is going to be different for every single person. So it's really about figuring out what that means for you and then going all in on it and just making sure that you're giving it your all. Yeah, absolutely. And to that point, Logan, I'm also curious to get your defini definition of commitment and purpose and what that means in all aspects of your life. So how would you define those two words? Commitment, I think, is is burning the boats and going all in and not having a plan B, going all in on plan A. I don't believe in having a plan B whatsoever, because if you have a plan B, then that means you're not going all in on plan A, and you still have that little lingering thought and that safety net that is going to keep you from taking the big risks to make plan A work. Because at the end of the day, when you have your back, when you had your back against the wall, it didn't matter if it was in school, university, at your job, wherever it is. If you think back to those times that you had your back against the wall and you had no choice but to make it work and make it happen, I guarantee 99% of the time you ended up making it work and you ended up making it happen. It's that same thing or similar at least to if you have like 30 days to do something, usually you wait until like the last day or the last couple days to do it but you still get it done like in that last day if you held it off for until the last day on that last day no matter what the task is or no matter what it was you hammered hammered it out and got it done because your back was against the wall and you had less than a day to get it done so you did it so i think it's really commitment is about that and just going all in burning the boats having no plan b because that's the only way that you're really going to make it happen especially the hardest things in life the hardest things in life, you have to go all in because if you don't, most people out here are not going all in, which is why not everybody is is achieving the hard things in life and why there is the 1% and then there's the 99% who don't achieve their dreams and goals. So I think that's commitment. And then when it comes to purpose, that one, I'm not going to lie, I'm still trying to figure out what the meaning is behind purpose. And I know it's going to be different for every single person, but I think the purpose of like life on a basic level, at least is like I said, to get better every single day. Like you're only living in today. So all you can do today is really just set yourself up better for tomorrow and make yourself better. And I think that's kind of the main purpose everybody should have is how can I get better today than I was yesterday? And how can I get closer to where I want to be tomorrow or in a month or in a year or whatever it is? 
And as long as by the end of that day, you can say successfully that, yes, I am better than I was yesterday and I am closer to where I want to eventually be, then that means that you won the day and you are going along with your purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And Logan, if you look at your life and you had to describe sort of your life passion and something that people wouldn't necessarily think that you were passionate passionate about, what would that one uh, thing be and why? Um, more recently, it's helping others, which is cheesy as that sounds. It's not something I had ever expected to really care for. Like, I've always been all about me. Like, I've always been very selfish in the past. And my dad would even make the joke of like, I, 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 because I'm always talking about like, like, I am going to do this. I want this. I'm eventually going to do this. Like, it's always been about me and what I'm going to do and everything. But over time, specifically like doing or running my agency, working with clients, originally when I first started my agency, all I wanted was to make money. I just wanted the commission from, from landing clients and getting the deal. And I didn't really care too much about the results and all of that. But then over time, as I actually worked with people and worked with these clients, I found that there was no better feeling than when a client would get on a call with me or reach out to me or whatever it is and basically be like, oh my God, the results you guys have been getting is amazing. Like, thank you so much. And just, and basically just helping them win. There was no better feeling than that. And there was no worse feeling in the world than getting on a call or talking with a client who was upset because there wasn't the result and we didn't perform for them. So I really found that what I like is helping others. And then when it comes to mindset, fitness, everything that I'm pushing in my program and on my social media and everything, the reason why I'm so passionate about that and helping others with it is because I know how much I love the life that I'm living and I wake up every day and I just love the day. I love doing these podcasts. I love making the content and doing these things. I know that that all stems from the fitness and the mindset and the habits and the routines and the systems that I have and I've learned over the years. And that's why I know that it is so life-changing and is why I want to help others do the same is because I know how many people out there are struggling and I know that by doing the things that I've done and what I've learned from, it will help them, guaranteed. So that's one thing that I found I have a passion for, which I never expected to, um, is really helping others and and at the same time helping myself level up. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you, because I'm a big believer in challenging myself to be 1%, 1% better than I was the day before. So tell me, how do you challenge yourself to be better and level up in life every day, my friend? Yeah, so I think it really comes down to pushing past your ceilings. And an example that I give is when you're at the gym and you're like, pumping the weights or doing whatever it is and you have that thought of like oh i need to stop like that's the last one i can do or you're on the treadmill and you're running and you can't go any further i think it's just about pushing that extra bit and pushing past those limits because when you do that you've just raised your ceiling or you've broken through your past ceiling which means that you just leveled yourself up in whatever area that is and that even comes to it's not only at the gym it's everywhere 
Um, and for example, when you're doing other things, it's about going after the pain. And basically, for example, with my agency, when I was first starting it, the way I would get clients, um, like at 15 or at like 16, I was cold calling. I've listened to my cold calls and I sounded like a girl, funny enough. And I sounded so, so young. I don't know how anybody even took me seriously, but I hated cold calling. It was like the I worst thing ever. I hated too. sending. I, 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 I can't it's, stand yeah, cold it's calling. <laughs> Yeah, it's horrible. And I hated cold calling. I hated cold emailing. I hated doing those things. And it brought pain specifically that brought pain mentally. Cause I mean, obviously there's no physical pain picking up the phone that brought pain mentally going to the gym that brings pain physically. But the thing is what brings you the most pain physically or mentally is most likely what is going to help you grow the most, or at least move the needle forward the most in whatever you're trying to do. Because with my agency, in order to move it forward the most, I needed to land new clients. Well, what would bring me the most clients? Cold calling, cold emailing, doing that outreach. And that's what brought me the most pain mentally. Now growing physically, what's gonna bring me the most pain? Well, lifting weights, running, working out, going to the gym. And it's really about instead of looking at it as as a bad thing and pain as a bad thing, looking at it as a good thing and a challenge and basically challenging yourself that instead of running away from the pain and avoiding it, actually pursuing it and going after it. Because afterwards, you know, I just pursued that pain. I went through it and I just grew. And I think there's no better feeling than that. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing for sure. Yeah, and you know, I'm gonna uh, share uh, something with you, Logan. You know, one of the reasons yeah. I wanted uh, to start this podcast was I looked at the world and I said, said that there had to be more that brought us together than yeah. uh, tearing us apart. So one of the reasons I wanted to start the podcast was uh, I, I wanted to build more bridges of unity and understanding because you think, if you look at the world today, at least in North America, I think we've become so territorial that we can't talk to people without yeah. whether we agree with them or not. I think we've lost the art of compromise. So if I gave you a contract, my friend, to be a spokesperson for an issue, a cause, or a company, what do you think you would want to focus your energy on my friend i would definitely i would focus my energy on um personal development and self-development when it comes to the fitness and mindset because that's literally the foundation of everything it doesn't matter who you are what you want to do those are the foundations like you you will be respected more as a person, whether you're a woman or a man, you will be respected more and taken seriously more if you are in shape and show that discipline that you can go to the gym and you can work hard and get in that good physical shape. So that will help you there. And then when it comes to anything, mindset is the most important thing. I heard this quote from an Olympic swimmer um, that I absolutely love. And I found the same thing with racing motocross. And basically what she said is once you get to a certain level, everybody's talented. Once you get to a certain level in, in Olympic swimming or in whatever it is, everybody is talented. So at that point, it 90% of it comes down to mindset and who, how you're going to show up on race day or the day of the event or whatever it is. 
And that is who ends up actually winning or at least doing the best. And that is a hundred percent true because I found that same thing with motocross for years. It wasn't even, it wasn't until about two years ago that I finally like unlocked my mindset, as I'd say, um, with motocross, because for the longest time I had so many mental blocks holding me back. I would go to practice and I would kill it. Like I would feel so good in practice. I'd feel like the fastest guy in the world. And I'd be like, oh man, we're going to win this upcoming race for sure. Like no doubt about it. We're feeling good. But then I would show up to the race and I would ride completely different than I did in practice. I would ride horribly. I would not show up the way I did at practice and it would drive me crazy. And it all came down to mindset. There was all kinds of things, fear that was in the way, mainly fear and all of these different things that was holding me back from being able to show up the way that I could have at these races. And then finally, about two years ago, I worked with a mindset coach who literally unlocked it, or at least started unlocking the combination of my mind. And that is when I saw the biggest improvement with motocross. And that's when I actually saw how real that quote was where everybody's talented at a certain point. And then when you get to that point, it all comes down to mindset. And mindset's also, it's just the foundation of everything, that and fitness. So if I was to focus on on anything and any cause, it would be that because I know anybody out there who gets in shape physically and gets their mind right where they can control their their emotions, their reactions to things, and the way they think, they can become unstoppable just through those two things. Yeah, absolutely. And Logan, my final question for you, Uh, this afternoon has to do with your own sort of personal and professional legacy, my friend, and how you want that to be defined. I, I don't think too much about my legacy, to be honest, because I am the type of person who thinks more about, okay, when I'm here, I want to try and make the most out of my time while I'm on this planet, when I can actually experience things and experience the fruits of my labor. Whereas when it comes to when I'm gone, who knows what happens? Like, I don't know what happens. I, I'm not going to get into like religious stuff and everything. Like, I don't know what happens after we're gone. But one thing that I would assume is that once we're gone, we no longer are going to be on this planet. We can't experience anything that's happening. If you leave this earth with a billion dollars in the bank, it's gone. It doesn't matter anymore. So I would much prefer to enjoy it while I'm here and try to experience as much as possible while I'm here. But at the same time, I also want to set up my family and make an impact on everybody that I know while I'm here and kind of have my legacy as somebody who helped as many people as possible and was also one of the most uh one of the most badass people on the planet in all realms of human endeavor whether it's finance physicality sports athletics anything because i just think that that would be incredible so i think that's probably the biggest thing and uh overall just being looked at as somebody who genuinely did more um did a lot of good for the world yeah, absolutely. And by the way, Logan, tell me your people want to get connected with you and all the good work yeah. that you do, my friend. What's the best way they can do that? Yes, literally Instagram is the main place. My Instagram is just Logan underscore lesser. Um, and I'm posting on there daily. I post my daily routines. In my I saw Instagram. that. I follow you, buddy. I saw that. You're active on Instagram. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you follow. Um, but no, I, I post on there a lot, especially on my story, waking up at four in the morning, doing the push-ups, getting in the routine, sharing my workout routines, as well as uh, posting as much knowledge and things that'll help people as possible. So people can connect with me there. And then I respond to every single message I get. So if they wanted to reach out to me for even the program or just for help, regardless, then that's where they can message me and I'll get back to them pretty much right away. So yeah, just my Instagram, Logan underscore lesser. Fantastic. Well, my friend, I certainly enjoyed our energetic and thought provoking conversation about Fitness, business, sports, and everything in between, my friend, is an old sports reporter. I circled this one on uh, my calendar. I want to thank you for bringing the energy and enthusiasm and for joining me this afternoon. It's most appreciated, my friend. For sure, man. I enjoyed it, and it was good to be here. I appreciate you having me.